everyone. How's it going? Welcome to Know Your Gear QA. I think we're at 134. I could be wrong. <laughs> uh, I would be uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention a couple times I put a number down and then had to change it after I look back because uh, sometimes I, you know, it's been a lot. We've done this a lot. Uh, you guys are crazy enough to hang out with me once a week, and uh, I appreciate that. In fact, um, I want to see the comment. Somebody put a comment that somebody said, uh, I think it was. Uh, hold on, I'll find it. It was a great comment. It made me, it made me laugh. It was, uh, I thought it was Vance. Vance, is, if it's not you, somebody was saying that basically their friend was like, when is that guitar geek thing that you do? <laughs> with over yeah that's how i would explain it to my friends too um so a couple things real quick uh just because i need to start getting having to make announcements at the beginning of these things the first one most importantly is that i timestamp all the questions and all the subjects we talk about and generally speaking i don't know if you guys knew this it just seemed like it wasn't uh ever explained before to you guys that whatever we talk about the longest usually is the title not so much everybody thinks it's like a clickbait thing but it becomes whatever the longest subject subject was i figured that was the most interesting not always is that the case but it's mostly the case. Um, so if you're a first time viewer and you see this uh, live broadcast and you're looking at the title and trying to find the information, it's in the description down below. You can go right to any question you want. Also down below is a link to the podcast. This is a podcast. And even though the average live show receives 22,000 views, the average podcast does 80,000 streams. So this is a much bigger podcast than it is a live show at this point, uh, according to the analytics on the averages. So if you want to stream it, you can do that as well. Something else, a quick announcement. I have forgot to do any kind of discounts for merchandise. To be honest with you, merchandise has been doing pretty well. And uh, the number one selling shirt since May has been the one I'm wearing called the Black Ops or Black Ops or Subdued shirt. Um, and I don't even know. Uh, first of all, I didn't have this shirt made for you guys. I had it specially made for me. Some viewer asked me about it. Uh, my wife, I think they actually contacted my wife directly and had her put the shirt out for you guys to purchase. It has been the number one selling shirt every month since May. Um, but the funny story of the shirt was I wanted a shirt so that if you guys bumped into me at a guitar event, I was wearing the, the logo, but I didn't want to be so obnoxious. Uh, I, you know, to be honest with you guys, having a big bald head, a black shirt with a bright stick figures on it always you know, even the people who don't even really care about this channel that just maybe saw it once, they noticed me because they're like, that, that guy looks like that thing on YouTube. So um, I just did, I wanted to be a little less conspicuous. Um, but uh, anyways, uh, Teespring did a cool thing uh, today and tomorrow only. So it's only until Saturday. I don't have control of that. Teespring is giving everybody 10% off. So there's a code down below. It's uh, We did this once before with Teespring. It's cool because um, they give you 10% off and then in a couple weeks or a month, they refund me that back. So I actually get to make the hundred percent of it and you guys get a discount. So it, it comes out of Teespring's end. So very cool. If you're thinking about doing it down below, there's also a Christmas know your gear shirt. And, uh, uh, so keep that in mind. If you're thinking about doing a holiday new, know your gear <laughs> shirt, um, especially if you think about sending me some crazy cool pictures, you never know what might uh, happen in the future with those shirts or uh, what I might come up with. All right, that's enough to uh, to talk about that. Let's get into some cool questions. Z, sorry, Zazzy, Z-A-Z, Zazzy says, Phil, is it possible to turn an X jumbo uh, or jumbo? Here's, here's, a, so he means, uh, ex 
extra large jumbo. So what he's asking is, he's asking, is it possible to take jumbo frets or extra jumbo frets out of a guitar and put them with medium frets, right? The answer is yes. However, it is not fun. And it's sometimes there can be in small cases and no answer to that. Here's why. It is a lot easier for me when I rip frets out of a guitar to put a larger fret back in the guitar because when you're removing frets, if you were to chip the uh, the uh, wood or do any damage, the larger fret when it seats will kind of cover up uh, your, your mistakes. So uh, can it be done? Absolutely. You just have to be extra diligent not to make sure you're putting chips in the fretboard. And more importantly, if you do even the smallest chips, which you normally would never be seen, because you're going to now take a space that was this wide in theory, if we were, you know, on a microscope, uh, and now it's going to be this wide, um, that extra space, we might have to use some fillers or something like that. Or, or a, a real simple thing sometimes, which is really big in the old days, is to just plane the fretboard down a little bit, um, which is why sometimes you see some vintage guitars with the rosewood fretboards a little thinner than they're supposed to be. Um, I mean, there was vintage guitars, obviously, with thinner fretboards. That's a, that's a, big thing too but i'm talking about when you find guitars sometimes and you're like the fretboard seems a little lower it's because somebody did that somebody took the frets out playing that fretboard down and then reseated it refretted it so the answer to your question is yes it could be done um uh, but uh you know uh, i would imagine i would say the other thing i would tell you is please make sure you 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 pick a, a really good facility to refret the guitar because the a refret should always be taken to a quality uh personal uh personnel or person but more so when you're you're doing stuff like that where it's tricky even if they know what they're doing let me tell you this if you brought it to me um i'd wince at you for a minute <laughs> like oh and then i have to look at the guitar and think about it um and then and then i would always agree to do it but it would be under duress all right so <laughs> there you go um depending on the guitar like i said let's look at some more questions what else you guys got want to want to talk about this week i actually have uh, only two subjects to talk about this week, but one of them is going to be super interesting, uh, at least to me, which means it might be interesting to you guys. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, Pops, Pops Custom. Hey, that was cool. Pops Custom says, when I see... Oh, I jumped. Don't worry, Pops Custom. I didn't lose you. When I see Duncan Designed, is that just a sales ploy or are they actually better quality design? Duncan Designs from, I talk, I got this from Kathy Duncan. Kathy Duncan is, uh, well, she's Kathy Duncan. She's uh, she's Seymour's ex-wife, um, but, you know, she's an uh, intricate part of uh, Duncan Pickup. So she told me the story verbatim. I asked her in person. So I just wanted you to know where the information is coming from. I asked her this exact question in 2006 uh, when I had her uh, talking to her. She was in my shop and we were talking. And uh, she told me that Duncan Designs are uh, import pickups cloned after an actual Duncan pickup to the Duncan specs, Duncan Seymour Duncan specifications. And that technically, um, and this is, you know, she didn't say technically, but she said they're supposed to be the same pickup. I saying technically they're supposed to be the same pickup because of course, you know, there's always going to be variances. So I can tell you with that information, you know, I always knew that in the back of my head. So as I would swap Duncan designs for Seymour Duncan's, which is a very common thing to do. I, it's just guys are bringing their guitars, you know, has a Jackson with Duncan designs. And of course, uh, hey, Gearmath. Uh, Gearmath says, <laughs> since we're going to talk about that from last week, 
Gearmath says, if Duncan designs are good, real Duncans are better. And what I found personally, especially without any placebo or other effects, because I didn't care. You know what I mean? Somebody just paid me to put in their pickups. I just do a good work and then give them back their guitar. I really didn't care if it sounded better or not. I mean, I, I want I, I want the person to be happy, but I mean, I had nothing vested is what I'm trying to say. And so every time it felt like when I swapped the same pickup, I couldn't tell the difference. Where a Duncan design got a little tricky was maybe a Duncan design was uh, cloned after the Dun Seymour Duncan JB. So if you took the Seymour Duncan uh, Duncan design JB out and put a JB, I couldn't really tell any difference. I, I wouldn't be able to tell. But of course, if I took the Duncan design JB out and put like a, a full shred or a different pickup, of course it was different. You can go on Seymour Duncan's website. There's resources to tell you by looking at the bottom of your Duncan designs what Seymour Duncans they are. So... There you go. And I have videos where it's again, I've said this a million times, it's not the end all be all by any means, but you can put a multimeter on that and see if they're, they're, they're uh, kind of rating out the same as the real Duncans to see if they put them in line. That's not the only tell, but that's definitely a, you know, Hey, that's one step closer to figuring out what they are, but no, I don't think it's a ploy. Um, she did tell me, however, there is three kinds of Seymour Duncans at, a long time ago, but not anymore. There was Duncan designed. There was, Seymour Duncan's and then there was one what was the other one that was only a guitar center brand does it or guitar center only specification for guitars it was another kind of Duncan design thing what was it <laughs> I hate that I can't remember I hope we kind of come uh, somebody can remember it and tell me you guys maybe can google it while I'm talking um there's three Duncan's there's Duncan designed Seymour Duncan and then there's another pickup she said that that is a Duncan branded pickup but it was only for Guitar Center and she said and they Duncan really doesn't know uh specific specifically what's in those pickups um they uh <laughs> want a Beatles says Sandy Duncan designed nope not Sandy Duncan designed um it wasn't Duncan designed it was Duncan something so I don't know um anyways uh, Duncan Donuts, you guys are horrible at this. Now I feel bad that, uh, so when I do the index, when I type this, I'll put the name of the other pickup. Um, it's not Duncan Hines. You guys are literally useless. Let's <laughs> see. Anyways, uh, so yeah, so you know, I'm just letting you know, there is a third option of Duncans out there. I forget they had a weird name, uh, but it's, it was not uh, the same thing. It might be designed by Duncan. Maybe that's what it is. I don't think it was, though, Bruce. Thank you, though, for, for putting out there. It was something else. We'll figure it out. Duncan Select. Thank you, Donald. You're the man. Thank you. Donald, if you put, uh, if you message me at um, uh, Ask Know Your Gear, put in the subject, Duncan Select, I will send you out a sticker pick pack, man, and, and get you some little swag, little thing going. Um, thank you. Duncan Select. Duncan Select. She told me, uh, uh, it, like EMG Select, not the same. Just I'm saying the same kind of word select. Duncan Select was something only. is in, It's all kinds of brands, guitars, but they were made specifically for Guitar Center. And she said that she couldn't speak about. So I just thought that was interesting to know about that. Okay. Um, I have a super chat. Let me go over to it. Uh, real quick, because I'll bounce back and forth. Um, super chat was Bruce. Hey, Bruce says, Bruce, I have a Warmoth Jazz bass neck roasted maple that I love. Got uh, g But I got jumbo stainless frets. They are very noisy. Is that a is that fixable or normal? Noisy is a strange, strange description to describe a, 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 a fret to me. Um, 
I've heard a lot. You know what I mean? I'm sure like a car mechanic that's heard every kind of sound effect coming out of somebody's mouth that a, that a car makes. I've heard most of sounds. To me, noisy is a strange thing to say to a stainless steel fret. So noisy, because I think of noisy, when I think of noisy, I think of maybe the squeak sound you make when you're, you know, you're, you're, you move on the string and the string squeaks. Uh, I think of noisy as being uh, maybe you know, when it's bending, having noise, but stainless should be smooth and have almost glass-like, you know, uh, zero friction. So, um, so I, I really, really would love to know what specifically the noise is. That would be interesting. I'm, I'm sorry, Bruce. I just can't. Um, I mean, I own a ton of stainless guitars now, especially roasted maple stainless guitars. And I've, I, the only thing I've ever noticed is they're very responsive. Um, stainless steel and uh and i use the word responsive which means it's like uh there's a there's a sensitivity to when you hit the notes where the note seems like it pops a little bit brighter a little bit faster and uh so uh it's a uh, mistakes pop out a little bit more <laughs> on a stainless steel fret that's what i kind of noticed a little bit a little clear articulation and it could be again placebo on that but i don't think so it feels like it's really happening so interesting um we'll, we'll try and get back to that before the episode ends bruce if you can put a comment um uh, i'll try i'll try to scan it and see if we can get get down to it uh tome tomic bottom down me tome something <laughs> tome click click pluck click uh best 15 watt or lower watt amp for blues Oh, best. I don't know what the best is. I can tell you what I like for 15 watt amps for blues. I like the Princeton a lot. I'm a Princeton guy. I like the blues junior. There's a reason why the blues junior is everywhere. You know what I mean? It's a great amp. It's one of the best amps for its price point. It can really, really steal a show. You know, another great blues amp and the 15 watt. Well, wow, 15 watts tough, man, because I, I think of like the, uh, the PV classic, but it's the PV classic 30. There's, there's the 20 watt head. I'd say that counts ish, right? Cause I mean, you know, a watt is, is not really, you know, 15 Watts to me, when you say 15 Watts, I don't mean, I don't think you need exactly 15 Watts. I think you're just trying to find a mid low, uh, low, uh, not a super loud amp. And that's what I think of 15 Watts. So I, I like the Princeton for blues. I like the, um, I like Supros, man. I have a Supro that's pretty sweet. Um, what else? Um, David says the orange tiny, tiny terror. I've never tried to play blues on the tiny terror, but I wouldn't see why not. Uh, blues amps to me, AC 15 is the bomb. That's another one I would love. I mean, there's so many best is just impossible. There's so many to do the job. What I will tell you about blues amps though, is blues amps are a funny thing to me. Let's, let's just could tell the conversation to something we can talk about that, that will make sense. Interesting side note about blues amps to me is that when I see blues players, uh, playing super crazy expensive boutique blues amps. What I normally saw that made sense was extremely loud blues amps. See, because a blues amp is uh, it's a an amp that you're going to use for a blues show is going to be this 10 to 30 watt amp, and it's going to break up a little bit because you don't want a lot of distortion. You want overdrive. You just want the amp to overdrive. You want the speaker breaking, and you want this to be uh, a kind of an experience. And uh, this is why I'm, I'm speaking to this because when I think about the blues, when I think of the blues and the blues sound, I think of inexpensive tube amps, small inexpensive amps made to sound like all these little weird off brand little blue, you know, little tube amps uh, made by Sears, <laughs> right? All this stuff. They all make great amps. Um, so I've always thought the boutique blues world was a little strange. 
it, removing itself from the high watt because not high watt, the brand high wattage, because I get why making a hundred watt. I get why. Well, I'll pick on John Mayer. I get why John Mayer needs a hundred watt blues amp because he's on a mega stage out in front of 26,000 people. I get that. And he needs an amp that sounds like a blues amp, but he needs it to be loud enough to cross the sound of the stage. I'm just guessing. I don't know that for sure, but I'm, it makes sense to me why he's after that sound and why players that play big arenas like him have these big dumbbell-esque amps, uh, 100 watt amps for um, blues. But to me, when somebody says I'm looking for a good blues amp, I'm like, well, pretty much all the small tube amps are great for blues. Even the higher gain ones, just back those suckers off. They clean up really good. Um, yeah, raw... Uh, Robot Switchcraft says kind of like the Blackstar HT one watt a lot. Yeah, I think the one watt is just, just, it's just the, the one watt I did. A, I did a video. It's i I'll put a link where we took the one watt and we played in a band and it worked. I just, it's so borderline that I can imagine that if anything goes wrong in your show, like if just the crowd gets too dense or the room gets too, um, you know, the room's just a little too large or too echoey, you know, it's, it would make me nervous not to have enough power behind me if I wasn't using PA. But, but that being said, definitely can, can use any kind of real small tube amp to get a good blues amp sound. Um, I just happen to like the Princeton, but like I said, I, I moved to the Princeton only because I've owned about, I think I did a video said something like I've owned three or four blues juniors and that's definitely true. And, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't necessarily regret moving from the blues junior to Princeton, but I can tell you that I like the Princeton a lot, but I think I was just as happy with the blues junior. If that helps. Um, I just, there's something about the Princeton being more compressed that I like the sound of it a little better than the blues junior as an amp, but ton. Yeah. Laney cut cub 12. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's so many good. Um, so the, um, all right, hold on. I got uh, Tim Allen says, hey, Phil, any love for the Saldano? Uh, the Hot Rod 25 looks fantastic. Tim, I've been wanting a Hot Rod 25 for a long time. When I started my channel, uh, I, I reviewed a ton of amps like the, the, the LBX by EVH and the 5150. And, uh, I, and I said in a bunch of those videos that I, I was reviewing those amps. I, I bought those amps and I was doing those amps because I wanted a Hot Rod 25. I wanted a Hot Rod 25 back then, <laughs> three years ago, three, four years ago, uh, they were like uh, $2,500 new. Now, I mean, I think you, well, they don't make them now. So, you know, I mean, Saldano is now, um, Saldano's company has been sold. It's owned by uh, Boutique Amp Distribution. And um, so they'll probably maybe bring Saldano. I mean, they still have the line, but I don't think they're producing any product at this point for Saldano. I'm not sure. So if somebody's out there knows, put in the comments. Um, I haven't talked to that company specifically about that. Um, other than the Synergy mod modules, I haven't seen any Saldano movement. I just know that, you know, the brand's not dead. It's just been moved over to that side, um, which is the boutique amps. But um, that being said, uh, use now the Hot Rod 25s. I mean, the last couple I looked, I saw some people asking, three grand, five grand. I mean, I thought it was crazy. I thought it was expensive at 2,500. <laughs> There's no chance. There's no chance it's getting on my radar now. It's just, it's, I like the amp. I just don't know if it's worth, like, I'd have to get rid of like three of my, my amps, maybe four to, to get it. And, you know, I, I got, you know, I have amps that do that. That is close enough to make me happy. I should say. Um, let's see. Uh, Doc Crayon funny name uh says according to the gear math <laughs> okay i knew this is going to be an issue according to gear math i just hashed out the uh hashed it out 
concludes that if two guitars are on a train going 60 miles an hour, then I should donate X. So here it is. Maybe, uh, C-list Duncan. Uh, <laughs> that was an, a very interesting comment. <laughs> okay. So, um, I get where you're going with this. Um, gear math. It says it just hashed out and concluded that if two guitars are on a train going 60 miles an hour, I should donate X amount of dollars. So here you go. I appreciate that. That's really cool. They, um, so you know what? I'm going to pin... I got a couple more super questions. I want to pin uh, this comment, Doc, and talk about... This is a good way to segue to my only thing I wanted to talk about this week, really. And I'm going to screen share it with you. Uh, as some of you guys may have seen this, but hey, it's a gear channel. We're a gear uh, group. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you saw, but um, uh, here it is. Uh, our, our, uh, our beloved Joe Bonamassa did an article and in the article he discloses how many guitars and amps are in nerdville or how many guitars and amps he currently has and i thought this would be a great subject for us and he says i have about 400 guitars and 400 amps and it's bad it's real bad it's not a good thing and it shouldn't be a good thing it's just it is what it is i'm a son of a guitar dealer and i got the bug um, so this, I thought would be a great, uh, <laughs> thing to, to talk about. Um, let me go back. How do I get out of the screen share thing? Let's go back here. There you go. Scare. I'm back. Uh, so crazy, right? 400 guitars. I'm curious. I just, just really want to know. I'm going to look at the comments and we'll talk about it. I only was really shocked about the 400 amps. <laughs> In fact, when I read it, 400 guitars, I'm like, eh, really? That's it. I thought it was five. I was thinking 500 guitars. Um, uh, so, cause I personally know about 12 dudes close enough to say friends with that have about almost 200 guitars. So I wasn't totally shocked about 400 guitars cause they're not even rock stars. They just got right. So, uh, so I've seen that. However, 400 amps that I just was shocked. So I'm curious, anyone shocked? Um, what do you guys got for comments? Uh, and, and, and of course I empathize what he said, you know, uh, I think a lot of us feel that way. Like, Oh, I got 10 guitars and man, it's bad. I got it real bad. I, um, uh, ba uh Bamazi says 400 amps covering decades and decades. Well, that's the, that's the deal, man. I mean, let's be honest before we get in clear, we're not judging on, uh, him spending his money. Let, let, to be very clear, he he could have the Jay Leno row of Ferraris. He just happens to be a musician. I've said this a million times. I don't I don't own a motorcycle or jet skis or a boat or or crazy cars. I I I'm just into guitar stuff. So when somebody talks about my guitar collection, I'm always a little sensitive in the idea that I'm like I could buy almost anything and no one would judge me for it. In fact, I, I, here's a joke. I, I know as part of the same conversation, I made this joke once. I said, if I came back from the weekend and I told my friends that I bought a jacuzzi, I was at a show and I saw a jacuzzi, they'd be like, oh, okay, that's weird. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, people buy jacuzzis all the time. Or if I came back from a boat show and I'm like, oh, I bought two jet skis, people be like, oh. But if I said, oh, I bought a $5,000 private stock or a, a $5,000 guitar, which I, I, I didn't do any of these things, but I'm just saying, People would be like, what? $5,000 for a guitar. And funny thing is, I really believe this in 10 years, the guitar was the best investment, uh, better than the jacuzzi and the jet skis. So maybe not for fun because, you know, you know, jet skis are fun, but, <laughs> but uh, returning money. So we're not judging the money thing. We're judging his feelings and, and, and how you guys felt about the guitars. Do you think that's a lot? Anyone guessing you thought it was like me, it was going to be less, 
uh, more guitars and less amps. Uh, Grumpy Mike said 400 guitars. Well, it's off to a good start. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, <laughs> they uh, and so you know, it, it's funny thing is, every one of his guitar purchases are a great investment. Um, I said this uh, when he started doing those guitar safaris and stuff. I made the joke, I said, uh, you know, I don't know what a 62 Strat's worth, but I know us, I know what a 62 Strat owned by Joe Bonamas is worth more than another 62 Strat. So everything he buys it's going to be up in value because it's owned by Joe Bonamassa. How, how freaking cool is that? He's, you know, if you're going to buy a, if someone was going to buy a 57 tweed deluxe one plate and owned by Joe Bonamassa, it's got to be worth, I would think more than just one, not, but who knows? Um, uh, let's see. So any, so overall, no one's shocked. I'm looking at the comments. That's what I'm curious about. Um, and, and that's why I was curious about that because I've had people, uh, you know, freak out about all kinds of numbers. And I thought, um, now what'd be interesting is we'd have to, we also, and then I'll go off the subject. Um, okay. So Daniel says 400, I think is just too many. He probably uses only like 10 or 20 amps tops. Uh, well, you know, I can tell you, you know, cause some of you guys uh, collect like I do and some of you guys don't, uh, and you know, you're just into guitar. Um, I can tell you, I use like two amps at, at the most ever. And I don't mean like, um, like at a time, I mean, I go, I don't, I don't literally every day wake up and go, I think I'll play my Marshall today. And then tomorrow's the Mesa boogie. And then tomorrow's the fender. Uh, you know, I don't do it that way. Literally. It's like, I, I play like when I, I play the silver Jubilee, I play it until I'm sick of it. I'll play it for weeks, if not months every day. And that's it. And then just one day I plug in and I go, uh, it's just not feeling it anymore. And then I moved to something else. Um, so, so that's how that works. So I, I, I would bet he's got to be generally the same. He has a couple amps that he sticks with. I do the same thing with guitars. As many guitars you guys see having, I've always made the comment that my mirror, literally I'm getting ready to, I got to crown a level of the frets cause I've worn the frets out on it. Um, so, I mean, there you go. <laughs> I shouldn't, I shouldn't technically given that I don't play out on a regular basis and I'm, I have a collection of guitars. I shouldn't be wearing out any frets, but that just tells you how much that guitar just gets literally played compared to the other ones. Um, uh, fires, uh, fries, WJK says, how many of the 400 guitars were given to him? Probably not that many. I mean, he probably got some Epiphones and some, some Gibsons from Gibson. Uh, you know, and I'm sure uh, collectors are not collectors, small builders give him guitar stuff. He seems to be really into vintage guitars. Um, you know what I mean? That's just how it goes. The The reality is I would imagine he's no different than most musicians in the idea that once you get to a point where anybody would want to give you a guitar, you have a collection that you really much. It, it's tough because it's like uh, it's like I would imagine, you know, it's like having, you know, 10 American strats and you're playing out and then Fender's like, hey, we'll give you a Squire. It's great to get a guitar. Don't get, don't get wrong. I mean, who wouldn't want that? But you know, you're like, eh, it's hard to get excited about something. You're like, ah, well, I'm, I'm not going to play that. So he might have the same issue. If you play, I would imagine if you play a 59 Les Paul and 60 strats and vintage gear, it's hard to get excited when Fender's like, Hey, we'd like to send you the new ultra strat. Um, I'm sure he plays it and stuff, but I don't know if he, if he, he gets a ton of stuff like that. Who knows though? Could be totally, totally wrong. I'm just giving you a guess. Um, Let's see. Uh, what else? Oh, okay. We got Joseph. Joseph says, question for acoustic guitars. What do you think about tone wood amps 
and power pens 2.0 okay well tone wood amps i did a video on and i really really liked it um hold on a second power pens i need to look at because i'm imagining i sounds familiar oh power pens okay so uh um easy enough so let me let me show you hold on you guys what we're talking about this is interesting if my screen share will work hold on a second it will it's just i needed to okay here it is let's go there you go i'm screen sharing um so power pens are these brass pens uh i've seen uh these before uh that look like this you see they kind of screw in stuff it's really cool i haven't tried these particular things but i have tried brass pens and i can tell you brass pens were cool I would definitely, I, I did a, a video somewhere in my video collections is me putting brass pens in an acoustic and, and giving you thoughts on that stuff. Um, I, 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 I think I would tell anyone that if you're thinking about getting brass pens, I. A second. Oh, let me remove this one. But I definitely uh, don't think for the investment, it's a risky proposition and you might see a benefit that will make you happy for that amount of money. Uh, the Tonewood amps, I really, really like. Um, the, uh, when I do the, I do always do the year end gear and review where I take all the stuff I reviewed this year. And then I give you guys thoughts either whether or not I was, I, you know, if I, I bought it, did I keep it? If it was given to me, did I keep it? Or did they, you know, go back or stuff like that? Um, and I also do the, you know, what do I think about it now reflecting back or after I watch the video or now the time's gone by the tone wood amps. Um, the only critique I really had that was that's an all negative about them is it would be really cool if they had a rechargeable battery that you could charge via USB. I really think that's like that. That's the future of that thing. If it had that, the thing's killer. It's already great. I can highly recommend it. Um, I've, I've told a bunch of my friends to get them and they got them and they're really happy too. So, but that's the only thing I really wish it. I really wish it had a lithium rechargeable battery just for the convenience factor. Um, but you can use rechargeable batteries. Somebody just put a comment on the video just a couple days ago. Can you do rechargeable batteries? And and I was going to answer that comment, but they actually posted, oh, I went and looked it up and you can't. So you can use rechargeable double A's. So Matt Wells says, Hey, Phil need advice. Okay. I'm a hobbyist, not gigging musician. I have a Gibson custom R7. That's awesome. That's a great guitar, man. I'm jealous already. I'm absolutely in love. I can imagine. Uh, but I'm torn between loving and wanting to wait. Why are you torn? I'm, but I'm torn between loving and wanting to keep it and feeling like I shouldn't keep it and sit on that much money. Thanks. Oh yeah. Okay. So if you didn't ask that last part, I can tell you, I, I, okay. A lot of times when I get rid of guitars, that's what, that's what the qualifier is for me is the same logic, buddy, Matt. I have the same problem deep down. I like collecting guitars and sometimes I find a deal or I get the guitar that I've been you know, yearning for, for many years. And I, I, I do like to have a cooling off period. So, you know, I don't like to react, uh, and just buy a guitar. You guys will hear it. Sometimes I've mentioned like a Kiesel and I still haven't done it. And you guys are like, you know, when are you going to do that Kiesel? And I'm like, well, cause I got to get past this emotional, just buying it because I've already played that too many times. That's a record I'm, I'm sick of playing, which is the, I want it and I bought it and now I have it. And then five months later, I'm like, I'm going to sell it at a loss. It's that gets old. So, um, so I try to be more thorough in the purchase I make. Um, and some of the things I can be a little bit loose uh, on is if I get a good deal. And because like, for instance, if I can buy a guitar, um, I just bought a Nags this week and I bought it because I've been thinking about Nags for a while, over a year now. And the Nags popped up that I know for a fact I can sell it for what I just paid for it. Uh, no question about it. <laughs> okay. And it was in my, my, 
my top range. I, I've told you guys many times, I've never broken a range over $2,500 for a guitar. I just won't do it. Um, and that's my comfort zone. And that's at the, and that's the top. So, you know, when I say $2,500, please don't think that I'm slapping down $2,500 and be like, that's, that's the top of my range. Literally that is my anxiety kicks up. I'm not happy. <laughs> Some more money than I want to spend. You know what I mean? Um, because again, I have kids, I have a family, I have dogs that bark when I'm doing these shows. Um, I have a, you know, I, I, I'm so like anyone else, this, this, you know, you have to justify this stuff. So I understand what you're saying. Having money sit around sometimes looking on the wall, the guitar makes you happy, but also thinking about that money out of your bank account. Um, what I can tell you is, uh, here's what I will tell you. The only thing I will help, hopefully help you. The only thing that, that could go wrong in your logic is sometimes, yeah, if you sell it, you'll get the money back and that's great. Okay. And you're like, okay, the money's back in the, in the account. And, uh, you know, that's, that's for the family to have or you to have. And, and that's great. However, if you make, this is a calculation, you have to calculate this stuff. If you buy that guitar again, you are going to be so sorry because that is the mistake that I've made too many times. A lot of us watching have made too many times where you buy a guitar, you sell the guitar or amp or pedal, sell the guitar because of that. You're not using it that much or it was a lot of money and you know, might as well put the money back in the kit kitty, so to speak. And then a year later, a month later, two years later, 10 years later, you buy it again at more money. So now you have it and you spent more than you did on your first one. Don't make that mistake. So, so there you go. Uh, be, be, uh, and then uh, Ro Robot Switchcraft says, you don't regret the ones you bought. You regret the ones you, you that got away while you were deciding. This is true sometimes. I agree with that. Don't get me wrong. I do agree with that. Um, the, uh, um, I mean, I, I, I've had it both ways, though. I've regretted buying guitars and stuff. Um, it's tough. But uh, I can tell you this. I have regretted the most the guitars that I currently have purchased the second time around in some iteration that that really sucks. So, uh, so there you go. Uh, guitar hack says, Hey, Phil, any thoughts on the PRS SE standard? Um, well, you know what, what's cool is you're going to get to see a video through a, through a, a weird happenstance about five months ago. I gave away a PRS SE standard SE standard. It was a really weird situation that kind of actually worked out in a strange way. Um, I bought it and I gave away to a viewer. Um, and then what happened was it was going to do a sharp max. What ended up happening was the video footage for the sharp max did not work out. Uh, I've talked about this many times before. There are videos. I have tons of videos that just for some reason, they just don't work out. And I have a ton of reasons why everything from technical issues to, you know, audio video footage getting lost or not, not coming out the way it's supposed to or audio footage is really corrupted. Or in some cases there's just a situation. Um, but anyways, long story short, um, we're redoing that video. <laughs> we're going to redo it is basically what happened. Um, the guy who won the guitar reached out to me, I think a month ago and said, Hey, I, I never got the guitar and he never said anything. And I didn't look, you know what I mean? Uh, so when I looked up his tracking number, uh, I guess the shipper had tried to reach out to me. The, the guitar, the package was lost or damaged so they had tried to reach out to me to take care of it and i just never i get so many emails it was just buried and all this stuff so long story short we're redoing this thing so I'll, I'll let you know i'll let you know uh in the video so that will be done uh very soon because i already got the new one and i already started working on it um let's see 
Okay, what else? <laughs> Next question. Uh, yeah, ro a robot kill switchcraft says hard to say uh, no to a guitar that you can sell and break even. Yes, I, I agree. It's it's uh, it, it's not as scary of a proposition. So, Paddle Pal Effects. Hey guys, how's it going? They're on here. There are 600 viewers. It's amazing. It is. It is crazy how many guitar nerds want to hang out on a Friday afternoon. Uh, I am very grateful for it. That is for sure. Okay. So we're going to do Judson. Judson Grove says, Phil, any chance you can talk, you can talk your friends, your friend Paul into making a silver sky, the next lefty PRS run. Yeah. I wouldn't use the word friend. <laughs> Paul, Paul and I have met. <laughs> that is about the end of that. I, uh, I, I don't have, unfortunately, uh, any, uh, um, uh, nothing. There's nothing I can do. Uh, when it comes to the PRS stuff, it's funny. I, um, I really get along with someone at PRS who's, who is, uh, I think really, um, she's really smart and she really sees YouTube channels and, and how they kind of work and stuff. And I think that's where you see, you guys have seen maybe some movement with the PRS stuff. Um, I um I am no different than any YouTube channel. All I've been invited to interview Paul a couple times. I did one or two interviews with him. Uh, it's been a while, but I did two, and uh, I think I did three actually. I just never aired the last one. And um, so, anyways, I'm just telling you, just I, I there's no way. That, I mean, I I mean, every time I meet the guy, he tells me, you know, Paul Paul. I think he's messing with me. Every time he meets me, he always points at my shirt and says like. Dude plus guitar equals like he's never seen the I don't know it's a weird thing, so um, so uh the question is any chance I can talk Paul into making a silver sky uh the next lefty no the uh no <laughs> no I I uh I can say fortunately that I have been very lucky to have some interactions with companies and have some influence on them in other words you know we have great relationships my prs relationships a very good relationship i'm happy to have it but it's not that kind of relationship it's more more of a i buy a lot of their guitars and they they know that they see me buying their guitars and and talking about it on the channel and they've sent product out for me to show you guys too as well and that's kind of about the end of that um but i really like them so i don't want to say that i just don't want to get you guys any you know there's not going to be any um paul and phil show anytime soon <laughs> so um all right. On that note, Nick McAllister says, Phil, I have a Kiesel on reverb for good, uh, for a good deal. $1,100 DC 600, uh, in Phil McKnight blue. It's a 2019 spec, uh, and, uh, out over $1,700. Thought you should, <laughs> you're the only thing funny about this, Nick, is you're the second person to email me or tell me this week that, that you try that there's a guitar uh, for me. Uh, I feel kind of like, man, I must be the, you, the druggie that you guys know. Like, I think you'll go for it. <laughs> um, okay. So I, I did it again. There's actually, so, you know, uh, Nick, um, there's a, what's the DC 600, which one is that one? I don't even, I'd have to look it up. Um, there was a Kiesel on reverb that I was looking at. Uh, and it, uh, but unfortunately I, I went another way this week and I bought a different guitar. And so that's it. The funds are gone. That's how that works. Like everybody else, I have a certain amount of funds I spend and then it's got to, you know, reaccumulate up. 
<laughs> so, or I got to let go of some more stuff. That's how I got the funds this time. I usually will just churn some stuff. If there's a couple pieces of gear that just have been sitting for a long time or I just not find any use for. Um, let's do a non super chat. How are we doing on time? We're doing perfect. Uh, uh, blues dude says, Hey, Phil, uh, uh, hi, Phil. Blues Dude is uh, from the UK. Says, hi, Phil. I'm from the UK. Are you familiar with Iron Gear pickups? No, Blues Dude, but I want to make an official announcement to all of you. I have decided in 2020, which is a month and a half away, I am going to do something that uh, I think you all will be happy about, but I'm more importantly, I'm going to be happy about. I am going to review 50 sets of pickups in 2020. My goal is to do not every week. That's why it's 50 and not 52. A review of pickups every week uh, for next year, because this is the, uh, when I, so you, when you guys email me, by the way, thank you guys so many, so many of you for emailing me thousands and tens of thousands of emails. We put them in folders. I put them in these folders and, and I type all the questions that you're, you're doing. And what's funny is the biggest question is questions about pickups. It is the number one question. However, however, it literally is the thing that I can't help you with because it's the most time consuming one question to answer and two video to make. And so I, it's too soon to make the official announcement. So I'm giving you the unofficial announcement. What I'm telling you is if you are a picker, pickup maker out there, okay, if you uh, or a viewer out there that would love to see a set of pickups reviewed, um, please reach out to me. I, I plan to do 50 sets of pickups next year. And uh, I think everyone, including the manufacturers, are going to like the way I'm doing this. Um, and it's going to be fun. And I can do very, I'm going to be able to, I basically uh, have a very exciting guitar coming that will, will make everything you'll see very soon. It's too early to announce, other than I'm letting pickup manufacturers know. Uh, if you like, uh, you guys that reach out, um, like, uh, blues dude, if you really want me to see what iron gear pickups are, you can reach out to them. Just tell iron gear pickups. You can reference them to this. I'll timestamp this say, Hey, this guy's willing to review your pickups. Um, it's, uh, and, uh, I've designed, uh, a, a way, uh, to do the videos in a way that pickup manufacturers can work with me and, uh, we can get this done for everybody. And I, I'm very excited about it. Um, and uh, BC Rich 581 says, will you review base pickups as well? And uh, we, uh, will the test include actives? Okay. The great thing is when I say I'm going to review guitar pickups, it's any kind of guitar pickup. Active, passive, I don't care. Uh, so that's easy. Base pickups. Um, there is, there is uh, it, would be, it would be really wrong of me to say yes. Although yes is, in, if the guitar thing works, we're going to do it for bass as well. However, you know what I mean? It's the cart before the horse kind of thing. We gotta, we gotta do this. I I'm committing, I'm committing. So, you know, I've made it a deal with a company and, uh, uh, what I mean is a, a deal with a company to, to, uh, work with them for one year so that we could make these videos for these pickups. So you'll see it all makes sense. Hopefully in about a, well, before January, cause it'll be announced before January. Very exciting. Um, that's why the room's different. If you notice, this is not the normal background you see. This is a different angle because we're changing some stuff. I told you guys that I've been streamlining and doing stuff, um, literally increasing the amount of content. But more importantly, I'm trying to interact with you guys in a way that I think that you guys want, which is more of what you want and less of what um, 
what companies, the problem is I'm, I'm like all YouTubers. I feel like I'm just at the whim of the companies, you know, a company reaches out and says, Hey, we'll send you this guitar. Would you like to do a video? And I'm like, yeah, well now I'll have a video and you guys get to watch it. When I really go into the analytics of it, it's not really always the video you guys wanted, but the video you wanted, it's, it, it's hard to make because at some point, you know, you run a negative game. So, uh, so anyways, I've been working nonstop for four months, really hard. <laughs> to do this so that we can start reviewing more gear that you are focused on. And what's great is these live shows, these live shows are, are actually, I mean, let's be, be, be honest. These live shows are not very small. They're a pretty big live show, especially as the podcast is added to it. So I feel like we've interacted every week. You guys can tell me what's cool, what you guys are interested in. I can get a sense of what you want. And if I can get you what you want, I think I'll be more successful. I think you'll be happier. And I think as a community, we can, uh, you know, have more entertainment value than just who wants to push what product this week. Nothing wrong with that. It just, it can't be that, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, and, uh, uh, there you go. I'm very excited. Hopefully you understand it's all very exciting stu stuff. I'm very excited. Uh, let's see. Um, what else? Hold on. We got some more questions. Oh, hold on. I saw one and it moved. Uh, remember, guys, thank you so much to everyone who, by the way, who puts the question mark first. That's our kind of thing now, right? Question mark first. Let's me know the question is first. Andrew just did it. Question mark first. When will the Phil McKnight signature pickup be available? No Phil McKnight signature, anything ever available ever. I'm sorry, guys. Um, the uh, that is something you know how the, the you know the saying, and I and I hate saying this because you should you know the saying never say never. <laughs> um, I'm never going to. <laughs> See, never say never. I'm never going to make a, a, a film at night, anything in that idea. Uh, it's a, uh, it's not in that idea, not in the, Hey, this is the McKnight cabinet or McKnight amp or McKnight anything. Um, I'm always going to, uh, at the best if I, cause here's why I'm saying that I'm saying that because it's funny. Cause I've had some custom stuff made recently and you'll see some videos on that. And it's really, I want these, I always want the videos to illustrate to you guys, how you guys could have what you want not, not what I want. Um, and, and then you can get, you know, a version of what I had, but you know, it's not about, uh, I, I here's why, because I think all that stuff gets, it's, it sidetracks my channel too much. I really got to stay focused on what's working for me. Interacting with you guys is where it's been. My success has been since day one. And so that's where I'm at. So, um, Patreon is still a big part of my channel. The merch is still a big part of my channel. The interaction with you guys weekly is still a big part of this. This is like I said, I'm trying to keep that relationship as, as contained as possible. Um, what else do we got? I know I got some super chats. I'm not forgetting you guys. I'm just pinning you so I can get some non-super chats in too. Uh, and again, remember guys, question mark first lets me find it first. Dave Munez, just because he put 50 question marks first. I'm just kidding, buddy, but it's funny. Uh, is the parallel split mod on the two HB TK 24 hard to do. Uh, no, no, I uh, just heard it on the Anderson's channel, but, uh, my golden seems complicated inside. Um, well, here's the, here's the answer. It is not a hard mod to do to a guitar if you know what you're doing. So in other words, can you have it done very easily at any qualified person like tech shop or our repair shop? Yes, absolutely. It just should take anybody should no problem. Anybody who knows any kind of basic guitar electronics, they got you covered. Can you do it? It can. 
you you're going to have to spend some time. I mean, you have to look through the schematic. And if you have a guitar like a Godin, um, you're saying the guitar, the Godin, you say Godin looks complicated inside. I don't know what Godin you have. So I don't know if you're talking about a red line, which is just a volume tone and a five-way switch or a three-way switch, or if you're talking about uh, like a, 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 a multi-ack where it, they're right, there's a PC board and there's all kinds of stuff. So I don't know what you mean by the complicated part. So to would not be able to gauge what your confidence level is. What I can tell you is, uh, is that it's something that any guitar uh, uh, repair person can do very easily. So you can have it done very easily. Um, and then on that note, you can learn to do it. There's, a, there's nothing I do as a repair person that anyone cannot learn. Uh, I don't want to say relatively easy because I don't want to take any, anything wrong from my, my experience, but it's not, it's not rock science. Come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you can do it. Um, so yeah, the, the answer is yes. Uh, let's see. Okay. What else? We got another question. Uh, remember question marks at the beginning. Thank you. Oh, acoustic uh, resonance said blue guitar in the corner. The blue guitar behind me in the corner is my GNL. It's a it's an aqua green uh, metallic flake like bass boat, bass boat, bass boat. <laughs> it's funny. I always say guitar when I want to say car, and I always say bass boat when I want to say bass boat. I think it's how I have guitars on the brain. Um, yeah, so it's a, a bass boat flake, a heavy flake. I've done some videos with it. Um, I like my GNL that I had made so much that I bought that one. Um, in fact, as soon as I got that GNL, I love that green one, uh, so much that I was, went on reverb and, um, this one behind me, uh, was one and, uh, for actually for a moment, I was going to sell it. I put it up on reverb and I was like, ah, there's no reason to have two of GNLs and, uh, and, uh, thank goodness no one bought it because for a couple of days while I was sitting on there, I just kept playing it. And then I got to the point where I was like, oh no, this is a bad idea. So that happens a lot. Sometimes, sometimes you guys see me put stuff up for sale and then it goes down. That's what it is. I'm just like, just like what we talked about earlier. I'm either regretting the money I spent or I just have too much stuff. And, but then I get, you know, the clarity comes back in and I'm like, no, no, no. You know what? Don't do it. Um, HK says silver Jubilee behind him is reissue. Uh, I don't know if that was a question. I should have said, uh, yes, it is. It's the new one. It's the, it's the one that it's like two years old. It's the cabinet head matching cabinet. Uh, so it's the reissue. It's the 20 watt. Okay, let's go to Super Chats because there's a bunch of those over that I neglected. Let me reload them. So I keep them in a separate screen so I don't lose them. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> Wolverine says, thumbs up or thumbs down. 98 Jackson Kelly KE3 with Duncan Design pickups for 350. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. Um I'm going to say thumbs up. Uh, it should be, if it's a 98, should be made in Japan, right? Jackson Kelly uh, K3 with Duncan Designs. Everything sounds like it's legit. Uh, no, it's good guitar. I just bought a Jackson um, uh, made in Japan this year, Dinky. And uh, it was definitely one of the best purchases. I paid about 300 for mine as well. So yeah, good, good to go, man, if you want one. I, I, here's what I think. I can't imagine it's worth a lot less than that in the next five years. So it feels like a guitar. Like I call that a placeholder sometimes, you know what I mean? It's like your money just goes in a placeholder. I'm like I have money and now it's shaped like a guitar for a while. And then if I want a money back, I can get it back. So uh three for a main Japan Jackson, I think is a good, uh, is a good purchase. Not that you'll make money. It's not about that. I just think that in three to five years, if you decide you are sick of it, 
you'll put that money in your next guitar. So what's the what's the risk at this point? Plus, it's a cool guitar. Tom did a super chat for no reason. Thank you, Tom. Now Tom did another super chat. He says, Phil, can uh, can anything be done to prevent corrosive sweat from damaging bridge components and hardware? Yes. Uh, believe it or not, uh, corrosive sweat is a pH unbalance. Um, uh, you know, I know it sounds weird cause it's a weird thing for me to just like all of a sudden to say that stuff, but it's true. Um, believe it or not, uh, I, I was at an event with another YouTuber who has this problem and I said the same thing to him and he was really shocked. So believe there is product for you. So, you know, there is tons of pH balancer type products. There is a product, uh, that graph tech makes, um, that is a, uh, talc, uh, powder and, and, uh, that is a, a pH balancer. So, you know, that can do that. Although you don't have to buy it from a guitar company, of course. You you know, there's tons of companies out there that make uh, these products. Um, and that is what you want to do. You want to apply it to your hands. There's, there's the, once the corrosive damage is done to the components, it's really messy and hard to clean up. Uh, when I mean messy, I don't mean messy to clean up. I mean, it's a hard task. It's a hard thing to do. Um, chrome, chrome. once something eats away at the chrome, it's, it's pretty messy, especially the way we make instruments. It's kind of cheap and we really put a little thin layer of either gold or chrome on stuff. And it's always like kind of, kind of not that great. Um, but yeah, your PA, your, your corrosive sweat can be totally corrected by using something, uh, on your, on your hands, uh, to do that. And the other thing you can do, which is really important is think of it also just, just remember just like salt water is damaging to, to steel and, and metal and stuff. Right. Um, so what you want to do is get in the habit, even if you use just a, da a damp cloth, just take a cloth, you know, a little bit of water, a little clean water, uh, preferably not tap water, you know, cause there might be chlorine or, or, uh, I, where I live, there's a lot of calcium in the water. You know what I mean? Um, but anyways, just to clean some clean water on a, on a cloth, just damp and wipe down your stuff after you're done. The big, the best way to save your finish, to save, uh, all, uh, your bridge, your, all that stuff, everything you're coming in contact with your guitar is to wipe it down. Now I usually say a dry cloth, so dry cloth will work great. But in your case, if you do have, uh, your pH balance uh, is an imbalance. Um, it's just, it's just, a, it's just how we're made, man. Some people, uh, have uh, more acidity in their sweat. So, um, you just want to wipe that stuff off because believe it or not, it being wet on the components is damaging, but when it dries, that's really where it's causing a lot of problems, just like the salt water. Um, and you might have just more salt in your sweat too. It just happens. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's cool. So that's how you will handle that. <laughs> and I'll put a link in the description down below to the product I'm talking about. But like I said, please do some research. I'm sure if a guitar company is selling it to you, there's somebody else selling it to you at, at, at a cheaper price or better quality. But, you know, it is where it is. Check that out. Um, Grumpy Mike says, happy Friday. Is it too soon to speculate on cool new stuff coming at Winter Nam? I don't think it's too soon. I will tell you the only things that I've seen that are strange that poked out of me, uh, which is early because it's really early now, is uh, I know some companies are going to do some refacing. In other words, they're going to take some products and re rebrand them. So I have heard that a lot now. A lot of companies like they're not discontinuing or bringing in new product. They're just kind of refacing some products. That's kind of cool. One thing I thought I saw, which I have not confirmed is I saw that basically Ibanez looks like they discontinued the Steve I Jim, the white one, the main Japan. And so that would mean at current currently going into the NAM, there is no main Japan Steve I models. So they could be releasing new Steve I main Japan models, or this could be the end of Steve I main Japan models. So interesting stuff like that. But yeah, Grumpy Mike, I don't think it's too soon to speculate. Um, 
you know, uh, maybe maybe that's uh, I've did those in the in the past, but I've always done them early in January where I talk about what I think I'm going to see at the NAM. Those were early on in the channel. I think they always went went over well. Maybe I'll do that again. Uh, Bruce Collins says, "Hey, uh, I I cannot find a 335 to try out. Can you tell me more about neck profile? I live so far out and I just can't find one to try out." Well, here's what gets tricky about Gibson as a whole, so you know. And and this is where my issues with Gibson's always been. Gibson necks are always so out there. What I mean by that is some of them are really thin, some of them are thick. 50s and 60s profile doesn't tell you enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? This All this tapered stuff, all these terminologies that Gibson uses, they've just been, they're the most, to me, when I think of the, the necks that are the most inconsistent in how their thickness is, I always think of Gibson. Um and it gets tricky. It gets tricky. So I understand where your problem is. Um, so if it was me, Bruce, um, I would, I mean, you're talking about a nice guitar. If you're talking about an Epiphone, right? I, I think the Epiphone's a safe way to go, man. The Epiphone neck profile is great. It's, uh, it's not, it's medium. It's not too thin. It's not too thick. I actually like that style hollow body, uh, guitar, um, I've always found that to be one of my favorites. Um, the 60s style necks are too thin to me and the 50s style necks are too thick to me. So it's kind of like I've, all my Gibsons are kind of ones I picked up and just found like they're in the sweet spot. So Bruce, you might have to pick up a Gibson. And, and at this point, I know you're far from where you can do a Gibson, but you're going to have to make a trip out of it or, 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 you know, a safari out of it. You're gonna have to go and find a place and do that. Unless of course you're looking at Epiphone. And I think the Epiphone necks are, they're my favorite for the, that style of guitar. So, uh, yeah, super jet says 59 is thick. Yeah, it's right. It gets a little trick. It gets a little tricky. Um, and they have some that are more C shaped and they have some that are flatter. It gets, it's the, it's the one, uh, it's the one inconsistency about Gibson. And I want to be very clear. I'm just talking about Gibson. Epiphone's consistency on necks are fantastic. So, and, uh, so to me, it's like, it's just anomaly and, and maybe that, that, you know, maybe it's just is what it is. It's not a bad thing. It's just, I think that's why when people have a Gibson that they feel that they like, you notice how they just ever won't get rid of it. It's because once you find one that you feel like it likes, that's my problem. I have the two Gibson Les Pauls you see me doing the videos. Uh, uh, basically I have one where the neck is perfect but it is so heavy. It drives me nuts because it's over 10 pounds. And then the other one, which is my gold top, it's the right weight. It's about nine pounds, eight and a half, nine pounds, but the neck is thin and I don't like it compared to the other one. So that's why I'm always like, ah, oh, that's why you don't see me play on that much. Cause the one I like the way it, it plays is too heavy. And the one I like, it's just, you know, it's just tough, it's tough to find the right, right guitar. So, all right. Uh, what else do we got? We've got a couple more questions before we go. Let's do, hold on, I'm refreshing real quick. Um, and we don't need the bro, Joe Bonamassa article anymore. What do you guys got? Question, uh, Tanner's got a question mark first. Have you had any experience with the LTD Thinline Acoustics? Not anything I could remember. I mean, it's one of those guitars I could have picked up and and not, not remembered. Um, so no, uh, I am a fan of LTD ESP as a brand, if that helps. Um, I, I like them. They, uh, 
LTD ESP is one of those brands. Uh, LTD is a brand that I think right, obviously rates up there with Schecter. Um, the only difference is they go a little lower in the price range than Schecter does. And so therefore some of the lower price ranges, you know, the quality gets a little dodgy. You know, anytime you get in lower price point stuff, any any brand, the price gets a little dodgy or the quality gets a little dodgy because um, you're going to, you know, they're, they're trying to hit a price point. So sometimes the focus gets a little, you know, about that and not about, you know, making sure this guitar is the most fantastic thing you've ever picked up. But as a whole, LTD as a whole is a brand that I would highly recommend. I would put them in my top 10 favorite brands to recommend to people. I, I recommend them a lot. Um, I'm happy with them a lot. Yeah, Superjet 13 says higher end LTDs are excellent. See, that's where it's easy. If somebody says, I'm looking at an LTD, uh, let's say $600 and above, uh, I, I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's it's golden, you know, um, under 300 bucks, the $300 and under LTDs. I picked up LTDs that are at 250 bucks. Some of the best guitars I've ever played, played, sounded great, fantastic. But I've also picked up some where I'm like, ah, you know, this needs a little work, but again, nothing to the point where I was, you know, unhappy with the brand. Uh, I just, you know, like, you know, sometimes you're like, yeah, this, you know, to hit this price point, we need to put some finished work on it, you know, and, and work those frats and stuff and do some stuff. So, there you go. Uh, there's a question, but I, I just read it, but I don't understand it. Hold on. It was Scott Stewart says, what do you think of LTD build kits that they have now? I didn't know LTD had build kits. That's, I don't know. <laughs> you know, that's why I wanted to read it. It's one of those things where, hold on, we're looking as I'm talking. Uh, it's one of those things like, I'm like, I probably have to put LTD, yeah, guitar build kits. I didn't know LTD got into the build kit biz. Uh, I typed it in. I don't see LTD as a as, as a build kits. So, um, so I don't know. I haven't seen them. I saw <laughs> Reggie. I see your super chat, but I'm gonna get to it in a second. Um, uh schnoob 50 <laughs> schnoob 5247 says is there still harley benton 212 cabs or are they gonzo uh when i looked they are still back ordered that video was highly successful for the 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 tolman people um i'm sure they sold a lot of those cabinets that was a really good deal on those cabinets i noticed they did raise the price uh somebody mentioned to me that the price had went up from when i did the video they have I'm noticing it seems like a lot of the it, it's not even a Tolman thing. I don't want to I don't want to say anything about Tolman. I, I notice it all the time now. It seems more common that prices go up when a YouTuber's video does well. Like when you hit one because, you know, no one knows. I don't know when a, how well a video is going to do. I can make a video and five people watch or 500,000 people watch. It's all over the place. And that's what and it doesn't seem to me matter how many subscribers you have. Just the right video at the right time with the right title and the right subject and the right thing just you know it's like like i said it's like a hit you hit hit it out of the ballpark that video just everything lined up right i had the right title the right thing it was the cool product it was the right price i came at it the right way with the right you know kind of like hey why is this thing so cheap um and uh and so uh, long story short when i see that happening i'm noticing more and more that i notice companies kind of move the prices up on people um what i can tell you guys is this um you know, a lot of people, when I do a video, even it's about used gear or anything like the Tajima stuff, um, you know, when I do that, they go, Oh, the price is going to go up. And I always remind them like, yeah, well, I hate to say it. Here's the, here's the way you got to look at it. 
you guys are smart, hopefully, because you seem like you're 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 savvy. Like I told you, a, a a hobbyist is an educated consumer. Someone who does this and looks at stuff is going to be a little smarter because you look at it so much. Just remember this: when somebody does a video and the prices go up, either be quick when you see the video because you you're like this is going to go up. Because I'm not going to lie, sometimes I reviewed stuff and uh, I go I looked at the video when I'm editing. I I, I can actually tell you if you guys want to know in the future what what products I'm even talking about. I reviewed products and while I was editing, I went. I'm going to buy that. I'm going to buy that right now <laughs> because as soon as this video goes out, the price is going to go up on it for a little while. Now that's what I was going to end with, which on that statement, which is if the prices do go up, you wait it out, they come back down. Once the excitement of the videos, uh, you know, uh, it, 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 sometimes they come down. A lot of times they come down. So there you go. So just stay on it. Um, I have, I will tell you this, the only thing I won't do, and, I, and I've only happened had it twice, which is sounds like a lot cause it's twice, but two times out of like 680 videos I've done. Um, I've had it where a company was raised the price before the video I'm like, okay, the video goes out on Friday and then they raise the price on Friday morning. I actually won't push the video out. I'll wait. <laughs> so, um, that, that I don't dig when they're, you know, that stuff, but, um, but otherwise, you know, it's, you know. Just got to be savvy. You got to be savvy buyer, man. That's what you, it's what you got to be smart with your money. Be smart with your time. Be smart with your money. It's uh, no matter how, what your age is, figure that out as fast as you can. Cause uh, you have limited resources of both. Um, okay. Uh, next one is, ah, K HK says, that's funny. I just ordered the HB 112. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Harley pin stuff's great. Um, it, it, uh, I mean, those cabinets, like I said, sick. Awesome. I mean, for the price, you can't beat it. Um, I've talked to now so many cabinet companies who, 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 cause they knew I talked to the, you know, the, you know, I, I you know, I, I did the video and then I had talks with the company and stuff. They were like, how do they do that? <laughs> I'm like, they just buy a lot. I think I told you guys, I think they said they bought like 5,000 of those cabinets or something. That's how they got the price down. So that's 10,000 selections in the one skew. That's crazy. Uh, that's nuts. That's a nuts amount of cabinets. It, and, and I know you guys, some of you guys don't have a reference of our industry. So let me explain it to you in a way that makes sense. 6,000 is a crap ton, <laughs> right? Uh, we're in a world where I know they make a million tablets and iPads and iPad watches and, and, and people make a, you know, buy billions of cans of Coca-Cola in the guitar industry. When you hear words like tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands, that's some legit stuff going on. <laughs> so, you know I mean? We're not an industry that sells millions. Very few products sell millions. Um, that's why the couple companies that do do millions are the colossal size they are like boss and fender and gibson right the rest of the companies are just happy to sell thousands or tens of thousands so uh so there you go uh what else i got again question uh, albert thank you question mark ahead of time says hey phil would you ever post a video of you doing a dy d a diy guitar kit start to finish and go in depth on what you would pay more close attention to uh would be nice to watch um yeah, the answer is yes. This is a funny thing. Something I thought about um, doing in the idea of uh, this is something I, I, I want to do. It, and I'm decided it's funny that you I'm Albert. Thank you so much for asking this question, because it's something that's been on my wish list of things I wrote down on my sheet of paper where I write down things I'd like to do. This is an idea that I'd like to do in the idea that um, it would be a very low production 
quality video. In other words, do it live. You know what I mean? Break it up in live sections or something like that, or do something where I don't, because, because that's the problem. I can tell you the, the killer for me on videos is editing time. It's nuts. I, I actually reacted to a, a YouTuber who told me that for a five minute video, it takes him four hours to edit. And I said, that's crazy. And then I did the math and actually that I actually don't edit that fast. A five minute video, a 12 minute video on my channel takes about seven hours to edit and, and finish when I'm done. So, yeah, so that's what it is. That's why like, I've told you guys about sharpen my axes. You guys talk about sharpen my axes, but you don't understand. It's like sharpen my axe to make a 25 minute video for me that cuts into that many scenes and has that many uh, before and afters and reveals and all that stuff. It's literally like a film crew. It's, it's like a TV show. It's just a one man poorly edited, poorly done TV show at this point. It's just a lot of work. And, and I love doing it, but man, sometimes, I mean, uh, I did, uh, the longest sharp my axe ever did was the one I did with Atomic guitars. And that was 14 hours of editing from start to finish from putting everything together. So it was two, two days. It was crazy. Um, so the answer is yes, I want to do that. Uh, and then I would great uh, when I index this later, give me some DIY kits that you'd like me to do. I I'm a little spoiled. So, you know, I used to not like the uh, DIY kits. As you guys know, I remember in the early episodes, I'd always say like, just buy a used Squire, used guitar and just work on that. I still recommend that highly. However, I did the crimson build, which is the beer caster, which is behind me. And the quality that was so good. It made me want to do a, a cheap one to see how that compares because that kit was so good if you're going to buy a decent D diy kit buy the crimson one i don't regret that at all that guy guitar sick i play that beer caster all the time <laughs> it feels like it feels it feels like a legitimate guitar to me i mean <laughs> so you know like i pick it up and i feel like this is 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 as good as any of my two thousand dollar you know thousand dollar crazy guitars it feels great um uh at Al S says, maybe to go the hitting route and do the video switcher and help at limit editing time. No, no, because it's, <clears throat> excuse me, let me drink some water. It doesn't work the same. I tried, I have an, I have a switcher. I have that same, I have the same rig. Um, so here's what the switcher does. That's great for what he does. He does like a talk show. You know, he's got a cup of coffee. It's, he's doing what I'm doing now live. But he's doing it, and then he's you know talking about product and stuff, which is cool. What I'm doing, I, 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 you you can't do the the way that, that that I'm doing it. I mean, it's literally in multiple rooms. I need one room because I have an isolated area for repair. I have an isolated uh, isolated area for it's it's in his room. He's in one room doing it. I would be literally, I'm in three rooms to do a video like that. Plus, to be honest with you, most of the time, I'm actually not in three rooms. I'm off on location as well. And it's the editing is not in what you see. If you guys watch my videos, the editing time that's that's caught up is all of the pictures and icons and things that you need for the extra illustration point. That's the stuff that the switcher won't do. You just got to put that stuff in there. So you got to crop, you know, cut in that stuff. Plus you got to, you know, it, there's only so many camera angles you can do. So, yeah, I tried that idea. And I think for, for a basic review, it works, but not, not for, not for what I'm doing. So, so there you go. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Uh, Okay. And, um, we're doing good. We got, let's do, um, well, I got a super chat. Let's hit a super chat and we'll do a non-super chat question. Okay. So first of all, Reggie, uh, Reggie, <laughs> did I say Reggie with a W? Sorry, Reggie. It's Reggie Wooten. Reggie 
says it's five o'clock. Phil's happy hour, beer money. <laughs> is this a reverse happy hour? Is that how that works? So happy hour. Thank you, Reggie. Uh, Metalhead Hippie. Hey, Metalhead Hippie. That's awesome. I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, says shout out for the Tone King. Yeah, 100,000 subscriber push. Thanks, Phil. He's getting close. The Tone King is at 90,000 subs, man. He is 1,000 subs away from 100,000. Uh, if you guys know, we got to show some love. Um, you know, I, I, I always remind everybody the Tone Kings channel has been on YouTube for 10 years. And the only thing that's really important about that illustration is, is that means that that channel, he was making content. 50% of the channel, his content was made before there was a monetized even videos, but any of the, the way the world works now even works. So, you know, he's, it's OG. So it's legit. It's a legit thing. And, uh, I would love to see him hundred, hundred thousand subscribers for Christmas, man. Um, I just would. He's, he's, uh, he's been a great, you know, so, you know, I, I have reached out to many channels like him many times. That's how we all became friends as mentors because of the fact that, you know, this is a crazy world, <laughs> this, this YouTube thing. Um, so anyways, uh, yeah. So I'll put a link in the down description when I index it to let you guys know, please. Yeah. If you guys, if you guys watch his channel and you're not subscribed, do it. Like I said, let's get him to hundred K let's get him the plaque. Um, you know what I mean? It, it's, 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 it's definitely well due. I mean, there's a lot of channels out there that have, that, that need it too as well. I, I, but he is definitely, it's definitely a, a well-earned thing. So, uh, yes, hundred thousand subscriber push for the TK for in a year. Uh, Jose Benito says just a thank you. Thank you, Jose. I appreciate that. And Tony Goyburn says, and a whiskey chaser. Happy Friday, brother, man. I love it. You guys are like, Ah, let's get, that's it. I'm gonna, you know what I got? And then we'll end on this. I got crystal skull vodka, which is Dan Aykroyd's vodka. Uh, my wife got it. I haven't tried it yet. Uh, she got it a couple weeks ago and, uh, maybe that's what I'm gonna try this weekend. I, uh, I'm a huge, you know, blues brothers, Dan Aykroyd freak. Uh, I, I love the blues brothers. It's my favorite movie of all time. Um, so, um, and, um, by the way, it's the one thing in common I have with Ralph and my buddy Ralph that you see on the channel. That's his favorite movie of all time, too. So um, that, I think actually Army of Darkness is his favorite. It's his, but either way, it's his second favorite movie. It's our favorite movie. Um, Aaron says, I didn't have enough for a new guitar, so I'm giving it to you. Aaron, uh, thank you, man. I really appreciate that supporting the channel. Supporting, thank you. Uh, I Nothing more humbling than hearing something like that. I appreciate that. Um, and on that note, I'll let you guys go with, uh, let me grab one question first. It's going to be Mark. And Mark's question was, your thoughts on the, oh my God, I can't even say this. Chron Chronesium? I don't know what that is. Cronyism. Cronyism? Okay, cronyism. It's a word, I take it, right? Uh, it sounds like one of those words on the news. Okay, it says, your thoughts on cronyism and purchasing limited run guitars. Any suggestion, hints, or tricks still recovering from my signature Chris Cornell ES-335 attempt? Um, the... Uh, I, I don't understand the reference on that, but I will, I, maybe I understand what you're saying. What, what it is, my thoughts on limited runs guitars are... In the most case, let's be, let's be very clear. I'm very excited to have some limited edition gear myself, okay? That being said, most limited edition gear is artificial excitement. That's what it is, okay? Um, you know, uh, 
it's they're trying to create a frenzy of purchasing. And of course, saying it's limited is a great way to do that. So yeah, a lot of limited stuff's fake. First of all, uh, it, they, they limit it, but they make more product than what they think the market can handle or as much as the market can handle. So is it really limited? I mean, if there was only 5,000 people that could buy this product or want it and they make 5,010, it's not very limited. Second thing about limited runs you have to be skeptical of is um, sometimes they reissue it. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they do a limited run and then they tweak it. Um, to me, Dunlop just did that. They did the, uh, when they did the overrated special pedal, overdrive special, whatever the overrated special pedal. Um, uh, they did a limited run, 1000 pieces. I bought one. Mine was 300 and something, blah, blah. I just put it up for sale. And the reason is, is because I was excited to have it because it was limited run. And now they made the smaller one, which I think is better than the bigger one. And so it wasn't really limited, was it? Because, I mean, I understand that the new one's smaller, but, I mean, it's really they reissued the pedal. So sometimes, you know, you got to be weary of limited runs. I think, that's a, I think that's a smart attitude to have. I think every time I see limited run, um, to be honest with you, if it speaks to me, if it's something that I really, really, really want, you know what I mean? Like it's like, like a product I already wanted and they make it, well, then that's a no-brainer. I already wanted it. So whether it's limited or not is relevant. But to buy something, I guess what I'm trying to say is never buy something because it is limited run. That's the wrong reason to buy it. And I don't think that's where you're going with that question. So, you know, I'm just giving you guys the, 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 the advice that I've, I've followed. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> Jonesy says, I have a limited Fender limited uh, run uh, uh, out of 350, but it's an elite. So no worries about reissue there. Yeah, you know what I mean? And again, again, nothing wrong with limited run. But, um, oh, you know what? Somebody brought up uh, anniversary too. Gibson did that with a flood of anniversary, bummed me out. Yeah, same thing, anniversary stuff. Um, the thing about anniversary, this is how we'll end the show. Limited run stuff, again, use your use your best judgment. Just don't go off the fact that it's limited because first of all, limited runs in most cases don't have resale value. Uh, it's artificial, right? Okay. They, the companies aren't dumb. They figured out, Hey, we, we made this product. We stopped making it. The price of the value used went up and people collect them. So it limited runs way. They try to artificially create that. Sometimes it works. Most of the time it doesn't. So that's what you have to understand. Most of the time you will be the loser in that scenario. Anniversaries to me are even worse because anniversary stuff can be cool, but a lot of times it's a fake anniversary. When I mean fake, it's not, not that they're making it up. It's just, there's a difference between, okay, it's our 50th anniversary as a company. And it's the, you know, it's the, it's our 12th anniversary of the time we, you know, you know what I mean? They just make up weird anniversaries. Sometimes you, you chuckle. Um, Fender confused a lot of people, by the way, because they would do it. They did a 60th anniversary of their products, which is important because they were 60 years old. But then they did a 60th anniversary of the Fender Strat when it hit 60. And then a lot of people got confused because they were both 60th anniversaries, but they were different because one was for the gear of the guitar and one was for the company. So, uh, but again, that's my thoughts on that. Uh, and again, all that stuff is just, just food for thought. None of it's a fact or anything you have to kind of like, oh yeah, don't buy any of that stuff or do any of that way. Just. Uh, that's just the way I operate and pay attention to that stuff. On that note, we had a great show. I appreciate you guys. Over 600 of you guys hanging out with me this Friday. Um, and uh, like I said, don't forget the uh, the merch thing down below. If that's something you were going to do, the discount is there for you. Don't feel compelled to do it if you weren't going to do that. Um, and thank you so much for making this the popular shirt. Um, uh, I might have to rethink my logic. Like I said, I wanted this so I felt different than everybody else that got a shirt. And now I'm back to, we're all the same again. Maybe that's how it should be. So there you go. And uh, real quick, I'm going to do a shout out to the patrons that make this happen every week. 
And as soon as I find the Patreon page, and there it is, or there it was, there it is. And hold on a second. Maybe not. Sorry, guys. You're just going to have to watch me look for it. <laughs> All right. So the live support crew, it is F crew, James Biles, Lawrence Petros, Rob, Martha, David Foy, Blake Bean, Derek Miller, Gene Graham, Michael Mooney, Aldar McLeod, Bruce Collins, Andy Dennis, Gary Phillips, Sam Oram, Chief Squatch, Muse Guitarist, Rob Crosley, Bob Crosley, Todd Flowers, Tim Farnsworth, Zesty Basil Pizza, Greg Peterson, Dennis Prescott, Craig Parker, Lonnie Hoke, Justin, Joseph McCarthy, Anthony Desposito, Desposito, Brian Stewart, Kermit Jackson, Tim Camacho, Paul Ostrike, Michael Lidner, Jonathan Pickering, Bob Pickwode, Louis and Alvaro, Chris from the Guitar Pit, Jeff Howes, BB Ninja, Ninja, Zachary Rowe, Justin Maid, and Jeff Thompson. You know, I try to say it faster and faster each time, but I feel like I just get more tongue-tied with it. I was trying to do that cool, cool thing where you just read them fast. And it's never going to work. On that note, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with me. I will see you guys next Friday. Starting tomorrow is should be a video a day until the end of the year. We'll see how that works out. Tomorrow, uh, I'll give you a sneak a sneak peek. peek. Uh, there's a teaser going up on Instagram today about what tomorrow's video is about. It's a little special to me, especially since I've been sneaking into the last couple of videos and no one's noticed that I did this. So I'm curious to see what you guys see tomorrow. As always, I want to thank you so much for your uh, time and, uh, and your participation. Until next Friday. Know your gear.